So here's the question. How do active people in the Atlanta area stay pain-free and live the active, fulfilled life that they deserve at any age? This is the question, and this podcast is the answer. I'm Danny Matei, and welcome to the Active Atlanta Podcast. The Active Atlanta Podcast is sponsored by Athletes Potential. At Athletes Potential, we help active adults stay that way, pain-free and active doing the sports and activities that they love for life. We do this by working on four different areas. That's movement, nutrition, stress management, and sleep. When we optimize these four areas, you feel better, you move better, and you live better for life. Head to athletespotential.com to learn how we can help you stay active for life today. What is up, Atlanta? Welcome back to the Active Atlanta Podcast. Today, we have an awesome guest with us. Her name is Ray Dillard. And guys, uh, I'm super excited to talk with her because she has seven years of training experience. uh, And uh, she is now the new owner of Metabolic here in Atlanta. Her seven years of training experience was at the headquarters, the hub of Metabolic. She has a ton. She's bringing a ton of incredible experience to the Atlanta area. Um, you know, if you don't know more about if you don't know anything about metabolic, I'll let her talk a little bit more about it, but essentially they are a, uh, fitness brand that is growing at a nationwide, having nationwide growth at an incredible level, um, or an incredible rate. Uh, so she's, I'm really excited to bring her on guys. She's going to have a lot of really good information for us. And, uh, without further ado, Ray, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Um, I hope I did you justice with your, uh, with your intro there because you are an, uh, we, we, uh, so for those of you guys who don't follow us on social media, like, uh, we did a group workout, uh, with Ray and she absolutely kicked our butt in the most, uh, uh, in the most efficient and, um, effective way, I guess you can say like yeah. it was, it was, it wasn't just kicking our butt to kick our butt. So, um, Ray, how you doing? How's life been? It's been good. I mean, obviously craziness stepping in, becoming a small business owner, um, especially during a pandemic that you thought was going to be over with by the time you bought the business. So it's been crazy times, but um, enjoying the ride right now. Oh my gosh. Four months into being the the new owner of Metabolic and you're doing some really cool things. Uh, What are, how's, what's, what's been the process for you? Like from changing from uh, being a trainer uh, at one of the uh, like one of the busiest uh, metabolics in its franchise, like the the national hub, if you will, uh, and transitioning into the owner of the one right here on the Beltline over at uh, Metabolic Atlanta. Oh gosh, it's been it's been an interesting transition. I think it's kind of when you become like it's like taking on a new job. Like yes, I'm the owner, uh, I'm the boss. So like I'm the the everything ends with me. But it's just been truly a learning experience because even though I was in Charlotte, I was at the headquarters, you know, and there are for sure ways that we do things there. I had to come in here and learn how are things done at Metabolic Atlanta because it is a franchise, so you get some you have some liberties in terms of what you can do um, in terms of your marketing and the clientele just looks different. I say looks different. Like it's just always a little bit different when you go from city to city for sure how, who our clientele are. So just even getting to know the people. So my people in terms of my trainer, my fr- trainers and front desk, um, my people in terms of the clientele, getting to know that, but then also really getting ingrained in the fitness community here in Atlanta. Like I'm, I'm truly lucky that I'm actually an Atlanta girl. Like I was um, born and raised um, in the Atlanta area from actually Marietta, but I did go to Georgia Tech. So <laughs> years in the city for undergrad and grad school before I went up to Charlotte. So, but it was, it's been a really interesting transition learning Atlanta all over again. So I think the big thing is, it's just really learning 
how the two cities are different and, and really becoming more part of that culture. Cause I didn't want to come in and bulldoze and say, this is how we do it in Charlotte. So that's, that's how it has to be done. Like, I think right. Charlotte has laid out some great ways that things are done, but it, it, I've definitely learned from that. And that definitely brings in some of my like energy and, and how I coach, uh, but also making sure that I'm learning from those around me. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. And you bring so much energy to your classes. What are, what are, what are some of those differences that you've noticed between like the Charlotte market and the Atlanta market in terms of like the fitness scene? What, what's the differences there? Yeah, I think one thing that's interesting for me with where my location is on the Beltline is that like, I need to actually pull the data or see, but most of my clients actually ride or walk to uh, walk to the gym. Whereas mm-hmm. like in Charlotte, everyone drove like you, people would literally live a, ha- live a half mile from the gym. They'd still drive to the gym. So <laughs> I very much have a, a, a community that is all about, you know, walking, riding their bikes over to the gym. Um, I think too, gosh, um, honestly, I think something that's strange for boutique fitness is I think that I lean a little bit heavier on the male demographic. If we're looking at demographic differences um, between the two cities. Um, But I think it's really funny, like the similarities, like even though I think Atlanta loves it's a little bit of a Southern, a little bit more hip hop, Charlotte loves hip hop too. Like I think Atlanta people love like their Atlanta music and that can be very, you know, uh, regional, but people in Charlotte still like love the hip hop. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think it's one of those things too, that metabolic talks about, you know, culture over community. It's not that community is a bad thing, but I think a lot of times people that come to metabolic have something in similar in common that they all want an efficient workout. That's going to kick their butt, but it's not the workout isn't meant to leave you on your ass every day. Yeah. Oh, I can oh you totally <laughs> I can. Yeah. I didn't check for that. Um, no, you're totally fine. Yeah. yeah let <laughs> them fly. You're good. Yeah. But won't leave you on your ass um, every yeah. day based on our different focuses. Um, and like I said, something efficient where we have you out of the gym in under an hour um, and you're there to work hard. Like, and I think yeah. that's our culture and it helps, or that's our community it helps build a culture of people who um, are there to work hard and then find out like, Hey, we're friends. Like the number of people that make friends out of the gym because of those yeah. like small common um, denominators have been great. So I think as I say, there are differences. I see way more similarities in the locations. For sure. I think, um, well, I think that's like one of the coolest things about, um, I guess, boutique style, but like just group-based fitness gyms like this, like Metabolic does a really good job at this. Um, a lot of CrossFit gyms will do a good job at this, but like the community aspect that you get from training. Otherwise, I mean, you can go throw your headphones on and go train in an LA fitness for, yeah. um, I mean, by yourself all day long. But yeah. uh, I think it's the the community aspect that goes such a long way when you, when you start looking at like, where do you want to build your like a uh, gym home at, you know? Yeah. Agreed. Like it's totally nice to be able to look over next to somebody and commiserate with them. And the fact that you're like today we were doing like kettlebell swings or we were and went to the bike and I looked at the girl next to me. I'm like, Oh my God, my quads are dead. I told like, I was like, I told the trainer, I was like, I told Christian, just ignore us. Like, she's like, thank you. Thank you. But it was like, nice. We're not like racing each other. It's just like a, this is rough. But then of yeah. course you take back it and you give it your all again, but it's just nice to have that moment of like, I'm not crazy. Am I like, this is rough, right? <laughs> oh man. Pain and joy and suffering enjoys company for sure. You know, it is. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, you guys do some really cool things too, from like, um, Cause we talked a couple of times that we've mentioned like efficient workouts or yeah. effective workouts. And you guys yeah. do some really cool things where uh, it's a little bit of a play on words. there, like metabolic, like a yeah. lot of people like, uh, like it's a play on metabolic. And when yes. what people don't realize is when you're training, you're actually working different metabolic systems. Yep. So how does, how does uh, metabolic use our energy systems to their advantage to create these efficient workouts? 
Um, I think it's one of the things that actually probably attracted me to MAD, and that's what we, we call it MAD, um, mm-hmm. when we're using like short term, was that they were so like intentional on the different workouts. So I'll, I'll explain. So we have momentum, anaerobic, and durability, MAD. Um, nice. And when you think about it, momentum is kind of your gradual build, working on that kind of endurance factor of how to start off slow, but end up fast, but not end up at your max effort. Anaerobic is that typical, I think, hit workout that people think about in terms of it's going to put you on your butt. You should get max effort out of that. I think the way that MAD makes that so different is they actually give you as much work and rest, if not sometimes more rest, because they truly want you to give that max effort. Um, And then you have the durability focus, slower, longer intervals. um, Think about a three to one work to rest ratio. And they just play around with those three different focuses, uh, what we call the MAD protocol, to really make sure that your central nervous system is getting a chance to perform how it should, but then also get a chance to recover because we have like a deload week programmed in every 12 weeks. So it's really making sure because you shouldn't be, I think, Contrary to popular belief, you shouldn't be going at your max effort every day or four days a week. Um, if you right. look at how athletes train, athletes don't train at their 100% every day. Like when I oh, ran wow. track in college, we had one day that was our max effort. Every other day was playing on these different systems to make sure that you could do things correctly and perform how you should. So that's like one of the things I love about Mad is that it, it realized that you didn't need to be on your butt every day. And they could. I tell them like Brandon and Kirk, who are the founders, I was like, they know how to program to put you on your butt every day. Sure. But they've determined that that's not like in their research. And then they've done so much as research, educating themselves about fitness and, and what to do and how to program that they know that that's not what we need. Like, I think we need that, that let's say time under tension, which is part of our durability focus. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I think like, I mean, like any Joe Schmo coming off the street could make a workout that makes people want to puke, right? Like, I mean, yeah. just do max burpees for a time for 10 minutes, you know, like yeah. uh, or for rest yeah. for 10 minutes, like, uh, that'll make you, that'll make you feel like you got a heck of a workout in, in 10 minutes, yeah. but like, uh, how do you efficiently do that? That makes sure that a group can progress towards a goal and, and, and continuously improve. I think that's, yeah. and, and you bring up a good point. You shouldn't be going to a max effort all the time. Like, uh, it's kind of taking that athletic or that athlete mindset to, to, um, like adult fitness essentially. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. because if you go max out uh, every single workout, you're going to end up coming in and seeing us over at athletes potential, you know, <laughs> you're going to yeah. get, yeah. Gonna, that's how you get an overuse injury pretty, pretty quick, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so then with, with metabolic and these different energies you, and also like you, you kind of briefly mentioned the, uh, owners where, um, there were two former hockey players, correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And you so can totally see prof- that. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, two professional hockey players um, that met each other up in Charlotte. So that's why it's based out of Charlotte. Yeah. Yeah. You could totally see in their programming though, like the slide boards, like you guys use some like really cool uh, or really fun equipment, I guess you can say that you're just not going to see in a lot of uh, other gyms. Uh, Like you've got the um, slide boards, you have like the, um, like the, I don't even know what to call them, like the liquid heavy bags. Like they look like- Oh yeah, yeah. The water bags. Yeah. Just water bags. bags. Yeah. Yeah. Little water bags there. Like some really cool stuff. Like how, how do you guys incorporate that? And what's even like the purpose of incorporating some of these different pieces of equipment uh, compared to your typical like squat rack or something like that? I think so. Part of the reason why we don't do um, barbells is that we feel like kettlebells, dumbbells, D balls um, are just much more approachable to the average Joe off the street uh, when sure. it comes to moving. And you can move lots of weight in terms of like heavy loads um, with these kettlebells. Like for instance, we have 48 kilos. That's about a hundred and I think six pounds, give mm-hmm. or take. So there are days that 
I'm in a workout doing 212 pound deadlifts. Um, and we're not saying rep them out, but it's a mm-hmm. still a strong load. I'll never, I don't see myself why I'd ever de- deadlift 400 pounds again, but yeah. you know, like, I, I did you have a 400 pound deadlift? I, I don't remember what my max deadlift was actually, but Dang. I'm sure. Cause my max squat was like 350. So I'm like, sure. I can deadlift more than that. <laughs> a big, that's a big number. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll be honest. That was like 10, tw- 10, 15 years ago when I was in college. So it's, hey, you it's know, been a while. fitness, fitness is an infinite game. You're constantly evolving and changing based on where you're at in life. So I, I love yeah. it. Yeah. It's great though. So, um, but yeah, I think they always try to find, so that's why we use the kettlebells, dumbbells, um, indie balls is because it's much more, um, approachable for anyone coming off the street and just help, helping people move very safely, um, with those weights. But then also it allows for you to use like unilateral movements. A lot of times when you're doing barbell lifting, you can overcompensate with a stronger side, whereas with dumbbells, kettlebells, if you're doing an overhead push press, Mm-hmm. And you got to use individual arms. It's going to call out some of those instabilities you might have. For sure. Um, but then I think they're always trying to find equipment that you're not going to see. Like I actually saw my first skier in metabolic. I've been with the brand over seven years, seven years ago. They mm-hmm. weren't in like back before they were in all the CrossFit studios, yeah. And yeah. other studios like that. Like they've been on the game with the skier forever. I thought that thing was craziness and now it's everywhere. Same thing. They got the uh, biker from concept two before everyone got it and got off the airdyne game. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. So I think they're always trying to find different pieces of equipment that can help us train better. Um, and that you won't see everywhere. I think that's also part of it is like, how can you get smarter with your, um, your training and not just doing what people see anywhere that, that you can go down to your apartment gym to grab too. For sure. Well, I think it's, it's also like, uh, it, it's, it's different for sure, which makes the workout stay like fun and not get like yeah. super stale. But then also like, um, they're not just different to be different either. Like, I, I think what's really cool about, um, what they do is like the slide boards and some of like the boxing, um, moves that you guys do yeah. is it brings in a lot of different planes of motion that are just kind of tough to get. Well, yeah. one with a barbell, but two in like a group fitness class, like you think your common movements that, uh, that you'll do in, in a group based fitness is, you know, you've got lunges, you've got step-ups, you've got maybe side step-ups, you've got squats, yeah. deadlifts, all these, all these different components, which are all great lifts. Don't get me wrong, but, um, it's really tough to program in like, uh, side to side movements uh, or, yeah. uh, or rotational based movements that, yeah. uh, and, and the using things like boxing techniques and boxing, boxing movements and the, uh, slide board is an, is an awesome way to be able to kind of like sneak those into a workout. Yeah. Agreed. No, totally agree. Yes. You totally, I forget about that piece about the different planes you move in and you well, just never, so never move in the rotational plane. Like we literally, unless you're boxing or maybe sometimes doing Russian twist, you never moving that plane. So that's, that's tough. actually a really good point. Yeah. It's tough to do. Um, what do you guys think is, and like, I think what's really tough too. And what a lot of people don't realize is, uh, when you have to move slow. So like when we were there, I forget what ex- exactly which energy, I think it was the, um, I think it was the metabolic one, or the, uh, what, momentum, the momentum yeah. one, uh, maybe where it was durability. like, cause it was a minute. That's what it was. Work. Yeah. I remember it. Yeah. Yeah. It's durability. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It was a durability. And like, um, you know, we were doing overhead carries and, having to just like do an overhead carry for a long period of time and moving really slow, like walking yeah. at a slow pace is it's a totally different uh, stimulus than trying yeah. to just uh, go bang out a, an overhead carry for distance as fast as you can. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's what and we call that like the time under tension. And that's I always tell people I'm like, 
it could seem boring just like carrying this overhead, but I was like, this is how you're going to make your overhead press even better is because you're working those stabilizer muscles. And Hey, as me, it comes. So when that comes to physical therapy, like it's mm-hmm. actually kind of part of my recovery to be able to do these carries and these holds and make sure I'm doing them correctly. Um, yeah. But all this, all these uh, movements really help you. The time and retention really helps you get better when you want to move faster. Like you've got to go slow to go fast sometimes. Yeah. And that's, I think that's really what it trains you is that going slow is only going to make you go better or make you better when you have to go fast. Love it. So then what made you, uh, what made you go into, so obviously metabolic has a lot of really cool things. What kind of attracted you to metabolic when you first got started seven years ago? Um, literally, uh, it was, so I, I had done the, the whole, and this is not like disparaging just to tell like my journey. So I'm a yeah. former, um, division one track athlete. So ran track in college, um, did my own thing for a little bit, then found CrossFit, did CrossFit for a few years. And I think the, the story goes, you get an injury and your doctor's yeah. like, why are you doing this? And I'm just like, I love it. But then right. I just had a moment of, like I said, I don't ever need to squat 350 pounds again. And I'm like, that's, I'm chasing old Ray. And I'm like, new Ray yeah. doesn't like, that's not part of my, uh, my fitness anymore. And that was again, seven years ago. So I wrote down a doing my Google searches, found a list of gyms. I was going to give a try. Metabolic was the first one I went, went to. I walked in, I loved it. And I said, let me try this like one month unlimited thing. Like, let me go ahead and give this thing a try. Um, and and truly the rest is history. Like I, I felt like, I felt like an athlete again. I did the workout and I don't even remember the full workout. I just remember feeling like, Oh, this is like when I was in college, like it's, it has that feel, the programming, the, I think the intentionality behind the programming that I was just like, oh yeah, like I need to, I need to work out here. Like this is going to yeah. be my gym. Um, and yeah, did that for about six months when I, before I was just like, Hey, what does it take to be a trainer here? Um, like they, they knew my background, um, and they told me just had to get my personal training certification. And I said, okay, cool. And I had had one before. So I just like re-up that, let them know that, you know, yeah. hey, I'm certified. And, and at that time they weren't looking for trainers, but uh, within a few weeks, some things changed um, just because I think they're open additional location and they gave me a call and, and that's nice. kind of the first piece of the rest is history. Um, but yeah, it was just, I, I feel like, I felt like an athlete that moment. And even to this day, I still see, like pieces of being an athlete in terms of how things are programmed with the different systems and not being on your butt every day. Um, but yeah. then also like how many gyms are you really like, we're doing ladder drills. Like we don't do, um, we do like little, Oh my gosh. Like some of the stair drills that we have that we used to do, like we do them on rogue blocks. They're not climbing upstairs, but mm-hmm. it's just some stuff that we do where I'm just like, I don't like, we're not doing this any, like, I'm not, I wasn't doing this anywhere else. And I, I don't see right. anyone else doing it. And of course there could be people doing things like this. I know some gyms do ladders, but like, it's a very intentional part of our programming to program ladders, how we jump, how we coach landings, how we even like coach form that that's all just, all those pieces are just super important to me. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Don't sell it. Sure. I think like, uh, I think doing things like moving fast like that from like a plyometric or an agility standpoint uh, is something that's incredibly missed in in adult based fitness, uh, especially like class based fitness. Like um, it, it's it's just crucially underserved. I, you know, and I think it's just like one, it's, it's tough to program that into uh, to a workout unless you you got to be very intentional about it. Like you're talking yeah. about, like it's got to be a part of your program. You got to have a dedicated uh, um, yeah direction for it. Yeah. Otherwise, it just kind of it can either be random, which is fine, I guess, to a point. But then also like. Um, you just kind of forget about it. Cause it's easier yeah. to go, like you said, go chase numbers and go feel like you're getting stronger and everything versus yeah. 
being fast, like our tendons, our tendons and our ligaments uh, react differently uh, yeah. uh, to those different stimuli. And yeah. it's really important to be able to do so. Yeah. Um, because it's as a huge injury prevention standpoint, I'll never forget. I was working with this patient one time and she went to go, her daughter was like, uh, I think it was a daughter child was on like a big, like a big wheeler. Like, you know, it has yeah. like the big wheel in the front and the two little ones yeah. in the back was about to go off a retaining wall, <laughs> like the retaining wall that they had. So oh she went God. to go plant to like grab her. Right. Cause she's like, yeah. you know, just going. And when she planted to grab her daughter, she tore ACL in the process. So like, oh. Oh. um, I think like, you know, obviously there, there could have been some underlying factors there that yeah. knows what was happening or what was going on. But, uh, I couldn't help but think like, man, what if she had been training and she was super strong, but like yeah. never really done like any agility work since her time as a collegiate athlete. And I'm like, man, yeah. I wonder what could, if, if this injury could have been prevented. And, and I bet yeah. you the answer would have been yes. So I think it's awesome yeah. that you guys are doing that. Yeah. And I love, I think uh, you'll never see an athlete more humbled than when we do single leg uh, oh. dot drills. So like we like to do triangles, lateral um, dot drills on your single leg. And the number of people who are like, I thought I was good. I thought I, I thought I was <laughs> athletic. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I demo it and I say, I'm like, always I go do better than me. <laughs> do better than me today. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh my gosh. No, that the, uh, the dot mat there is, is ruthless. Like it takes, yeah. it, it takes no prisoners. <laughs> not at all. Not yeah. at all. <laughs> Well, that's cool. So like, it sounds like fitness has been a huge piece of like the foundation of who, or to a foundation of like who you are, you know, yeah. who Ray is, yeah. uh, what were you, do, what were you doing like this? So when you went from college and then you kind of yep. like stumbled into this gym, like, what were you, were you doing anything like beforehand? Like, was your degree in something with fitness or like, was this kind of like, are you chasing more of your passion when you came into this as a trainer? Like, what, yeah, yeah. What's that all about? So I'm actually, I think I'm chasing my, my passion for sure in fitness. So, um, so my degrees have nothing to do with fitness. Um, I'm a business management at tech at that time, uh, major, mm -hmm. and then went back, got my MBA. Um, nice. and I remember at the end of business school, just being like, man, I really, if I could just do like this fitness thing, like full time, that'd be really cool. But yeah, anyone that has a, has a graduate degree knows graduate degrees are very expensive. So I need <laughs> yeah. to take this full-time job <laughs> yeah, 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 for to pay sure. the bills and the payback, um, um, Sally Mae, whoever my loans are through. Um, so, so, <laughs> yeah. so went into whichever that, hands they're um, in now. Yeah. Whoever, whoever owns them now, you know, yeah. but, um, so I, I went in and went into the corporate world and like I said, did my own thing for a little bit, went to CrossFit for a little bit, um, before getting into Matt. And I had, I had always done like some little like coaching or classes, like on the side, um, yeah. to get me like, I think when I was in college or yeah, in, um, grad school, I did some of that too. Um, so fitness was always a thing. I was like, do I want to be like, my, like, personal train people, like, how do I want to work that out? So just trying sure. to figure out how do I want to work that out. And I found mad. And I was just like, I literally was just like, yeah. I love, like after, again, it was six months of me being there before I approached them about it, but I was just like, I just loved how they coach and it's all about, um, form. So I think that's the other piece too, that like, we're not going to let you go super heavy, super fast. if we don't think that you're doing it correctly. Um, mm -hmm. and the value they placed on moving well to me was so um, important as somebody who I was a total like nerd and geeked out when I would be with our, our strength coach. Like I still, I'm, I'm friends with my um, college strength coach to this day. I'm still trying to get them to come into meds. So I was joking <laughs> with somebody. I was like, just got to get Scott's like last level of approval for this. Yeah. Like, He's not doing it because uh, he doesn't want to get his butt kicked by you. That's, yeah. <laughs> that might be it too. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, so that was, um, 
that's a fitness is always like a side passion thing of mine and was able to do that, you know, doing the corporate America thing. And, and then the opportunity came to buy Atlanta. I was like, okay, let's do this. And it's funny. I just, I, I lumped that into the story because someone asked me like recently the past, like two months, they're like, so what's your dream? Like, how, how can we help you? Like, what's your dream? And I looked at them and I go, I think I'm living my dream right now. I'm like, doing it. Yeah. My dream was to, you know, be able to do fitness and owning a metabolic is kind of cool. So I was like, huh, I guess I got to dream bigger. I got to work on that. <laughs> yeah. It's always, it's always, uh, it's, it's leveling up, right? You got to change yeah. that lens a little bit. Now. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's totally leveling up. And, and that's not to say like, oh, this dream was so easy. Like getting here has definitely been, you know, craziness and, and still definitely out here grinding. But it was like, huh, like I, I put this in the air, you know, gosh, eight, nine years ago. And here we are. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. And it's really cool too. Cause you get to use like, what a, what a unique background to be able to use your passion for health and wellness and fitness. And then combine that with your ninja skill set of having an MBA as well. You yeah. know, like that's a, that's a true unicorn right there to be able to like, yeah. just have that kind of fall into your lap to be able to combine like your skill sets that you work so hard and, you know, it's not easy to go get, your, it's not an easy uh, thing to go get your master's either. And especially to start off with a business management degree from, uh, from Georgia tech, like that's nothing, uh, that that's something that a lot of people don't have the opportunity to do. So yeah. to be able to combine both those backgrounds is, is an incredible thing, I think. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, it, to it, it definitely um, works out even just talking to some of my peers as owners. It's interesting to see how all of our backgrounds um, differ, but I am very, very lucky um, and very fortunate that I think all these things can come together to help me. It just gives me a different view on owning a business um, and owning a gym. So I think um, sometimes gym owners can, you know, be perceived one way. And I'm sure it's not something I don't tell everybody like, oh, I have an MBA or right. have this like super corporate background. It's just like, if you talk to me, I'll eventually mention it. But I, I jokingly told yeah. somebody, I was like, I think that's probably one of the least interesting things about me. I'm way, I'm way, <laughs> way cooler yeah. than my degrees. Yeah, that's fair. And, you know, I think like um, being in, the, obviously I'm a little biased with what I do with our career, with my career as a PT, but like uh, um, I think being able to, directly impact and empower and improve somebody's life on a, on a personal yeah. level yeah. is one of the most fulfilling things you can possibly do. Yeah. You know? Agreed. And, That's, I love that. Yeah. I love that about coaching. Like, yeah, and, not and the and same, oh my, same, but different. <laughs> it's the same, but different, right? Like, and, and honestly, it's, it's not a ton different. Like there are some different, like, uh, things that we got to kind of focus on when we're working on like, like an injury, like coming back from an injury versus improving performance, yeah. but it gets to a point where those lines kind of blur, you know, yeah. like, uh, I was working with this CrossFit coach today and, and that's exactly where she was at where, uh, yeah, she's checked all the boxes from PT. Like she was doing well and the PT did a great job. Like, uh, like yeah. I thought her strength checked out great. Like, um, biomechanically things looked okay. Maybe a little tight in the hip, but she just had surgery kind of makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but now she's at this point where it can kind of get kind of, it can get kind of messy. It's, it's yeah. like this gray area where there's like no rules, right? Like you've yeah. been cleared from your surgery. Yeah. You know, like you, yeah. you're healed in that standpoint, but you're not able to perform the way you want to. Yeah. So that's where like, man, I love talking with like, like-minded people like yourself where, who have a, have a solid uh, understanding and foundation with strength and conditioning and training and different energy systems that you're working with uh, on top of like, uh, well now, uh, all right. So now you've recovered from this injury. Now let's push you further. Let's not just make sure like, let's just not talk about how you're injured all the time. Let's talk about how yeah. you can actually perform at a high level. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's also too, I love working with you guys. It's very much a, a partnership on, 
um, making sure that we can be out there and perform our sports uh, well and safely. And if we got little things going on, it's not a, you can't do this. It's a, okay, how can we make sure that you still do it well? So that was, I got a chance to work with Marcus for a couple of, couple of months. Oh, for sure. And then like, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'll tell Marcus that I'm sure he'll hear it too. Like, uh, that, that's an awesome compliment. We, but we do work really hard to make sure that we can form like a nice, like symbiotic relationship with different like gym owners, make sure their clients have the ability to do that. Yeah. Um, how does the, what I am always curious about too, is like, cause I find it, um, pretty common to see, and, and this is a great thing. I think I, I don't mean this in any type of like negative connotation at all. Um, I see quite a few people switch over from corporate America to coming into like the health and wellness space. Yeah. Um, was there something about, uh, like using your MBA degree in like corporate and like the corporation and like the corporation side of the United yeah. States or the economics yeah. of the, of the country there that yeah. was like, man, this doesn't do it for me. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think it's definitely, it's not, it, it's for sure not as fulfilling. Like it's, you get a chance, like you said it earlier, just being able to like one-on-one directly like impact people's lives when you're working in a gym. is just like so amazing being able to like provide some small bit of coaching or in watching someone's eyes light up when mm-hmm. they do something they didn't think they could do. Like that's, I, I love, I love seeing that. Like I love a moment when I push a heavier weight to somebody and they're like, I can't do that. Right. And I'm like, just, just try it. And they do yeah. it. And they're like, you were right. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So I think that that was the piece of, it was just, um, and not bad at all. Like I've been very lucky that, you know, was never, um, scarred by corporate America. Yeah. You know, some people have like a, you know, burning, you know, burning as they walk out the doors, like definitely, um, <laughs> none of that yeah. here. Um, but for sure, just, um, definitely just a passion, like fitness, yeah. the passion and, I think that's what makes, you know, like the hustle, um, easier because you, sure. you are, you're enjoying the hustle and, and the process. Um, and it's, it's just very, very cool to be able to use this corporate background, um, and how I even look to execute strategies, how I, how I talk to people, how I even like, you know, learning about the different, um, wellness programs and offers that different companies have, and then figure out how to like take advantage of that stuff. So I feel like that, piece for me definitely helps me, um, as an owner. And I think just even with how I, like, I'm people probably don't think this about me, but I love a spreadsheet. I'm a spreadsheet girl. Like I can nerd out on a spreadsheet. Um, so that just helps me, um, on the business side, being able to, to nerd out a little bit. For sure. Yeah. I'm a big spreadsheet, uh, nerd myself. So we we can, we can make a whole another podcast about nerd out of spreadsheets, (laughs) but we won't bore our audience with that. No Uh, no one wants to hear about concatenations and (laughs) nested functions or anything. Nobody wants, nobody cares. Nobody wants to know anything about those. Um, okay. So then are there, so using some of those, like, um, like looking around at other gyms, like, are there any specials or anything like that, that you have, that you've taken and, or that you're doing right now, uh, to kind of help bring people into the door there so they can experience how awesome metabolic is. Yeah. So, I mean, um, for me, so we run a, a five days or $5 special in metabolic. So it just gives you a yeah. chance to experience our different, uh, what we call the MAD protocol. So that momentum, anaerobic and durability I spoke about, spoke about earlier. So mm-hmm. it gives you a chance to, to see our different focuses. Um, and at, I mean, honestly, it's still one class is, is $25. So that's our new client special. And I'm also taking advantage of gyms around me and taking advantage of their new client specials and doing drop-in classes there. Cause I for sure yeah. want to um, be part of the community and, and get to know my fellow gym owners around um, the city. Cause I mean, Atlanta's huge. Like, I feel like there shouldn't be any like fighting over competition or clients. No like, way. 
let's like let's all work together and make this fitness community even better um, in Atlanta because it is it's huge. Like I live in an apartment building that I think has like five hundred apartments. I'm like looking around right now. Like <laughs> there's like three of us next to each other. So like it's, yeah. there's more than up out there. So so definitely take advantage other new client specials and um, just out there pushing our five days for five dollars for people so that way they can just come in and, and check us out. Yeah. And uh, you guys, anybody listening to this who's interested in it should absolutely take advantage of that. Um, we, like I said, like we did a group, we did a, a team workout over there. It was awesome. I know, uh, I think Mark is one of our PTs. He went over there a couple more times. Yeah, as well. he did. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He couldn't get enough. Uh, so if anybody wanted to learn more about, uh, Ray, like either like who you are or who metabolic is or how they can sign up, um, or just learn more about what you do. Is there, is there any resources for them out there? Any, any websites or, or places you would point them to? Yeah, um, for sure. Madabolic.com. That's where you can go find out everything about mad. Um, and then you can follow me on Instagram at Ray Dill, R-A-E-D-I-L 009. Um, and then also follow me, um, at, uh, Madabolic Atlanta, um, M-A-D underscore Atlanta, mm-hmm. um, to see all the happenings going on, um, uh, with Madabolic. Um, and then of course the corporate accounts at metabolic. So you yeah. want to stay up to beat on what's going on in Atlanta, across the country, how we're growing, um, as a brand. Um, I think it's, I think it's really cool. Like, I think one day it's, it's such a cool time to get involved with mad right now. Cause I mean, like I said, seven years, we're getting ready to celebrate our 10th anniversary next weekend, um, in Crazy. Charlotte, I'm going up for that. Um, and I think one day people will forget that it was such a small gym that it was two, it was originally one gym in Charlotte 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you've been there for pretty much the whole ride, you know, that is. So to me, when I found that out, so yeah, they opened October of 2012, I joined in, um, April of 2014. So two and a half years in, I did not realize, um, when I went to my first anniversary party in 2014 alone, Mm-hmm. That I would, um, that it would end up with me showing up eight years later as a part um, of your, yeah, part of you now, right? Part of your journey, like <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah so it's been a, it's been an interesting interesting journey. I, I sometimes feel like it's this like when you say the rest is history. I think I still have a little bit more time before I can say the rest is history. But I think it's been a, it's been a fun ride sure. so far. Yeah, awesome. Well, Ray, congrats on becoming the new owner of uh, Metabolic Atlanta. Um, thank you so much for your time. I know you're, I know you're super busy right now, so I appreciate the time that we could get and, uh, I'm sure we'll be talking soon. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I really do appreciate it. It was so great chatting with you and chatting with everybody on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. If you want to find out more about our guests or about Athletes Potential and how we can help you continue to be active and pain-free in life, head over to athletespotential.com to learn more.